What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. The Run It Back Tour makes it to its final destination in convincing fashion as your Kansas City Chiefs, your defending world champion, still defending world champion Kansas City Chiefs win a two-score game miraculously 38-24 over the Buffalo Bills it really wasn't that close the Kansas City Chiefs beat the brakes off the best that the AFC had and it wasn't close let's go I'm hyped Maddie Lane the last time we were at this spot you sang we are going to the Super Bowl are you going to run it back? We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl again. Man, great, look at that. Great job. Look at that. Look at that. The Chiefs won a two-score game after everybody spent the better part of the last half of the season talking about how the Chiefs couldn't win a multiple-score game, couldn't close a team out. Look at that. Fun fact, Craig, that's the Chiefs' first win since November 1st because one-score games don't count. Oh, well, they made it an important one, winning the AFC Championship and keeping the Lamar Hunt Trophy in Kansas City, its rightful home, it stays here. Do we think everybody that like made up these BS narratives feels silly? Or do you think they realized they were doing it as they did it? Like all this stuff about not winning close games, not looking that good. Like, do you think everybody knew they were doing it for clicks? Or do you think some people actually thought that way, then had to sit back and watch this game, which was a complete and utter molly whopping of what you claimed was the hottest and best team in the NFL entering the playoffs? I think the media was bored. Almost as bored as the Chiefs players were winning their second straight Lamar Hunt trophy. They are locked in because they were just like, hey, cool. It's a win against the Jets in November. The last time they won a game, they were just kind of just dapping people up and we're like, cool. They're like, oh, hey, confetti's on the floor. That's kind of cool. Like They get real NBA vibes. Like, you know, in the NBA, like nobody cares until it's playoff time, unless you're a fringe playoff team. Like the Chiefs have real big NBA vibes. Yeah, it was it was fun. Like, I mean, it was just like a casual victory. Like, it was never in doubt for the entire second half. It got to the end. The team celebrated a little bit, but they know it's not done. Like, I mean, this is exactly where you want to be, Kansas City. You are a fan of this team that just expects to be in the Super Bowl every year, and we are now two years in a row, this team competing for a championship. It's been 50 years, and this just falls into this this fan base's lap this is wonderful this is awesome it's kind of funny just just the vibe in this city because being down nine nothing used to feel insurmountable and now like we're just i mean i don't i wasn't that stressed i forgot they were down in this game let alone down two scores 
They were down nine to nothing, and then they went promptly on a thirty-eight-six run, flexed their muscles. The Bills kind of made it a little bit interesting for like five seconds, but not really. I mean, the Chiefs dominated this this team. The only I'm gonna say it. Can I say it again? Can I can I say it again? Say it. The only team beating the Kansas City Chiefs this year is the Kansas City Chiefs. They are the best team in football with the best quarterback. And the only team getting in the way of them completing their goal and running it all the way back and being Florida State champions for two straight years in a row is them. And you kind of saw it a little bit early because McCole Hardman had a big fumble that it, it very, very – the whole game had Texans vibes. We saw a really bad Travis Kelsey drop early. We saw a Tyreek Hill drop early. We saw McColl. This time it was McColl fumbling on a punt and giving it in really great field position for the Texans. I mean, same end zones, same everything. And then the flip got switched in the second quarter. And the Chiefs just pr- just proceeded to pants a very good football team. This is a 13-3 and football team that the Chiefs just whooped. It's almost like this entire it's almost like this entire time the Chiefs have been bored, legitimately bored, and here they come. I mean, uh, yeah, they made a good football team look like a really bad football team. I mean, on offense, they did whatever they want. Did uh, I don't believe they punted. Is that correct? I I mean, the first drive. The, the first, first drive, drive, right? Drive. That's yeah, after, right, because Tyreek Hill dropped a dime. That's it was right. directly in the bucket, 40 yards downfield. That was the only punt. I already forgot about the early drives. The Chiefs were just lights out on offense. On defense, this was even better than, than what anybody could have predicted on defense. Josh Allen and this offense are good, and the Chiefs made them look bad for the majority of this game I, I mean it was it was awesome to see this is about as close to a complete performance as we've seen all year out of this Chiefs team and they spotted the Bills nine points it that was really I mean the, the only thing that made it even relatively close for a stretch was that that was it giving the other team giving the opposition points um I was watching the defense uh I watched a lot of Bills tape last night well, yesterday, just all day. Kent immersed himself in this matchup, guys. Like, you have no and I, idea. And I watched Chiefs-Browns last week. The Chiefs defense has been really good in the playoffs. There are a bit... Like, and I mean, they... I I don't know where to start with this because there's so many people I want to talk about on the defensive side so of the So let's start with defense. We haven't even talked about... We haven't even talked about the best player in the world, Patrick LeVon Mahomes, yet. But we got to talk about the defense, too. I am so happy for Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill in December last year got an, a season-ending injury and did not get the opportunity to play. And all year, it's looked really rough for Juan Thornhill back there. Uh, it looked like the athleticism wasn't the same that we're accustomed to with, with him. It's back. My man has played great the last two weeks. And he was all around the football. He was flying to the football, making plays on the football. Almost had an interception. Him and Legarius Sneed were on Stephon Diggs, blanketing him, and almost had. He almost came down with an interception. Maddie, I'm so happy to see Juan Thorn out. Juan Thornhill out there being the guy that we're accustomed to, and getting that opportunity in January when he missed it last year. Man, it 
It's been a year. I mean, a full 365 days for Juan Thornhill because he did get that injury last year. Then he had to watch his teammates, his brothers, go out there and fight and win a championship. And like he had said that it was hard for him to not get to help them. Like it did, in fact, like bother him. So he came back this year. He maybe he even rushed himself back onto the field because he was so important to that defense last year. And he looked like a guy that was recovering from a major lower body injury. His confidence looked to be a little bit shaken. His athleticism definitely shaken. And at some point in time, he lost a few snaps because of it. But man, these last two weeks, he's been reinserted into this lineup and he is playing like a man on a mission. He is playing like the Juan Thornhill we saw last year, the Juan Thornhill coming out of Virginia. This game, like I'm excited to go back and watch him because this might have been the best game he's played as a Chief. Not just this season, but as a Chief. He was absolutely outstanding and it was from that very first drive where he drove on an out route, went underneath a rub route or a little screen and then carried the receiver up the sideline, almost made the pick. Juan Thornhill's been amazing, guys, and that's huge for this Chiefs team because we already know like the team is making on defense, it's making its money with Tyron Matthew, Legereus Sneed, everything they can do. You add one more versatile player into that, buddy, it, it's a problem. He looks downright explosive. Like, we know he was explosive. I mean, his combine numbers were ridiculous, but it, we hadn't seen it this year until the past couple of games. And yes, of course, it takes time to recover from that injury, but my goodness, it was good to see him looking like that player of old. He looks to have a lot more range on the back end all of a sudden. He looks to be able to trigger to drive on those crossers across the middle of the field, and he's blowing them up. Like, he's making it dangerous for teams to throw in the middle of the field. That's going to matter in two weeks, which we'll get to all that stuff later. But he is going to be a key component of this team for the entirety of his rookie contract. It was just going to be a matter of can he recover from this injury? Can he look better? I think we'd all kind of thought maybe it'll be, you know, this next year before before he was finally back. Boy, I'll tell you what, he just picking right up where he left off last year. This was a phenomenal performance by him tonight. Man, I'm so happy for him. I really am. I, I love him. Uh, and it's it's just so cool to see my man out here getting uh, get some plays out here. Can we talk about the best player in the world now? We're talking about Legereus Sneed's injury? No, no. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about a man that rolled in here with an injury that stressed a lot of people out with a with a turf toe, myself included, and went off and reminded everybody who the best player in the world is. The best player in the world still playing. Who y'all thought was was the goat right now, or who y'all thought was the MVP and the best player? In 2020, he just lost at home in the cold to a geriatric. Patrick LeVon Mahomes, 29 to 38, 325 yards, three touchdowns, nearly 10 yards per attempt. Balled out and reminded everybody it doesn't matter if he can move, it doesn't matter what you put in front of him. He's going to get the job done. You don't know anything different than an AFC championship game in the Patrick LeVon Mahomes era. And now you're two for three in the Super Bowl. How massive is this? An opportunity to go up against Tom Brady here next week or in two weeks. Mahomes was on one from Jump Street, Maddie. 
We can talk later on about Patrick Mahomes escorting poor Tom Brady down the exit ramp of the retirement home and into his final resting place later. All right. Right now, we're going to talk about how Aaron Rodgers had an excellent season. His stats probably make him the MVP and should make him the MVP. He's a deserving MVP. But you watch Patrick Mahomes play when he's healthy. You watch Aaron Rodgers, any Josh Allen, anybody else play when they are healthy, when things are clicking. It's no contest. Patrick Mahomes is the best. Hands down, the best player in the NFL right now. Bar none, absolutely nobody's competing with him. The things he does defies logic, defies physics, defies everything you know about football. And then when you want to come out and play some kind of cowardly quarters all game long and protect yourself over the top, he's just going to eat you alive. And he proved that free rushers don't care. Bring in pressure. Don't care. Playing coverage. Don't care. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, not single handedly as we're about to get to, but he absolutely destroyed the Bills every single snap. They were never going to stop the Chiefs. He went 29 for 38 and probably had four or five drops worth probably 50 or 60 yards. Like, I mean, we're probably talking like a 34 for 38 for almost 400 yards and maybe an additional touchdown. Like, this man was ridiculous today. Like, this was scorched earth, Patrick Mahomes. This is, as Kent coined earlier this week, the y'all forgot. Patrick Mahomes so uh, this is it's insane when he's playing at this level which he does in the playoffs like uh, these people that are nervous before these games this is Patrick Mahomes this is what happens he shows up he executes at the highest level that we have seen to date in the playoffs now I mean this is three years in a row the only three years that Patrick Mahomes has played in the playoffs three years in a row that he has played like this just scorched earth lights out this is it's silly it is absolutely ridiculous that this quarterback is able to do this time and time again you guys remember when when it was just you know wait till they have tape on Patrick Mahomes <laughs> man this is three years now three years now he, he's gonna be running the league for a long time we haven't seen the best of him yet and he's just running ragged over everybody right now man's not even in his prime yet Think about that. Ugh. The man's still on his rookie po- contract. The, the the extension hasn't kicked in. What are we doing here? We're in our it's second ridiculous. Super Bowl. That's what we're doing here. That's what we're doing. Before <laughs> it's, it's, it's still he's still on his rookie contract. Like this is just absurd. Um, I I loved the poise and the command that he had. Like Maddie talked about, you're gonna play off and soft. I'm just gonna beat you to death. I'm gonna ga- I'm just gonna let you. I'm just gonna throw these little quick outs to Tyree Kill. I'm gonna throw these one step slants to Tyree Kill. I'm gonna just take what you give me, and you're still not gonna be able to stop it. And if you're hoping that we're gonna get stopped in the red zone, you're wrong. Like it was just, it was, it was just surgical. And I think we, I don't want to under, like I don't want to downplay the fact that like, he wasn't a hundred percent. He wasn't full. Like he was old Manning better than or old Manning people like. Better than Tom is. He's he's toming better than Tom right now because he was winning and operating in the pocket. It wasn't like he was able to move at a, a crazy rate. Like he was functional as a mover, but he was just going out there and dicing up a very good football team. This is not like the Bills are not a pushover. They won 13 games in the regular season 
Everyone was talking about how hot they were. DVOA said that they were the best team in football. Well, the Chiefs, the Chiefs beat two of their top three teams. And now they have a chance to beat one of them again. Listen, guys, Patrick Mahomes is on his rookie contract. He's just now getting out of it. He's already going to get the LeBron James treatment for the rest of his career. My guy's going to be hands down the best player in the NFL, and you're going to have every single person in the, around the NFL trying to discredit him because it's an easy way to get people to talk about it, and you just get tired of seeing greatness. It's happening already. Get used to it, but it doesn't matter. You go back every single year from here on out, you're going to get to watch him roll into the AFC Championship game, roll into the Super Bowl, light up some poor, sad, hottest team in the playoffs, every single year and put them in the dirt, have his teammates wave them goodbye because he doesn't need to throw a pass in the fourth quarter. They're already up 20. Game over. Waving goodbye. Just like Austin Ryder, just like Damian Wilson, just like Alex Okafor. Like, the listen, that was a chippy game. It was not close <laughs> at the end. And we the Chiefs hey, got to quick. flex on them. Do we want to talk about how Josh Allen's most accurate pass today was to Alex Okafor? Right in the helmet. It was great. Yo, I really like the Bills. I really do. They I do, too. fun watch. I do, too. And Bills Mafia is awesome. Bills Mafia rules, but Josh and John Feliciano and all those other Quentin chumps Jefferson. You can catch this big, thick L. Just just get out. You, you lost. You weren't close to good enough. The only thing that kept you in this game was McCole Hardman. Oh, no. That was it. You got bodied. You got thrown through eight tables. It wasn't close. So quit. Just, just catch your L. Just move on. We got bigger things to deal with. You got to go to Cabo. Chiefs put them in the dirt table, and they needed to accept it a lot sooner. But I, I think this is a good time to transition to McCall Hardman because I think everybody knows that uh, watching him catch, receive a punt right now is a uh, cheek-clinching moment. It's not going well. It happened in this game. It's the only reason this game was even close from the get-go. I love how the Chiefs did come back out. They gave him targets. They got him a cheap touchdown. They kept getting him involved through the same manufactured touches. You want to keep him involved. He does have speed. His ability to run really fast does affect the defense. It does keep teams honest. It makes the Chiefs a much more dangerous team. They got him involved again real quick. Now, you noticed those touches went away as the game went on, but they purposely got him involved again real quick. He had an outstanding run on a reverse. He got 70 yards out of it where he was following. I mean, we got to give Eric Fisher rest in peace with the torn Achilles possibly and Austin Ryder credit for getting 40 yards downfield. Like, we, he did a good job in those touches. The Chiefs did a good job getting him involved again. I need him to re recover punts. Just fair catch them all. Don't touch them or fair catch every single one of them going for at this point in time. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciated that Andy went back to the well. Uh, he wanted to make sure that the kid's confidence was not ruined and he made by that fumble punt. I mean, it, it they went right back to him, got him that score, got him that end around. Kudos to him for stepping up, for not for not getting in his own head there at the end. He 
fielded a couple punts, made made some more good decisions on on punts after that. He wasn't it wasn't like it was just a complete dumpster fire back there after that first fumble. But yeah, you do you clinch like you do every time Harrison Butker takes an extra point right now when McCall Hardman is back there for receiving punts. Obviously not a good thing. You don't want that to come and catch up with them, but I do really appreciate that Andy Reid made sure to take care of him, get him back in the right headspace going into the Super Bowl because y- you never know. They uh, they might need him. He busts one in the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, everybody's going to forget the fact that he even fumbled that one early. Yeah, no, it was good that they got his confidence back. It's because they need everybody. They need everybody right now to be at their best. And that was a big mistake, no doubt about it. But they responded. He responded well. Uh, he he did some really good things after the fact. Made some big plays. That big run on the reverse was awesome. Uh, and now you know. I mean, who knows what happens? Because the Chiefs got one more game to play, boys. They have one more game to play. All right, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back to talk more about your AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Thirty-eight twenty-four. your Kansas City Chiefs are going back to Florida to play in a Super Bowl. And I wanted to start, come back from the break with this. This is from Ed Warder from ESPN. The Chiefs defense pressured Josh Allen on 27 of his 57 dropbacks. That's 47%. That is the most pressures for a quarterback in a playoff game since ESPN began tracking quarterback pressures in 2009. Also pressured Allen on 10 of 12 third down dropbacks pressure is key to defeat to defeating tom brady teams we can talk about that last part about tom brady and like we can talk we got two weeks. we got two weeks yeah although oh we're coming tom mm-hmm. yeah we are coming buddy but i mean steve spagnolo and this i mean and, and execution 
Legereus Sneed gets his fourth sack in four games, and I, my man is one like he's an outstanding blitzer. Him and Tyron Matthew, oh my goodness, both of these guys were exceptional blitzing today. A big part of why you saw so many pressures. Steve, every Steve Spagnolo, stand up, Craig. Yeah, um, let, let's let's remember what we had before this for a hot second. Man, that sucked, didn't it? Okay, now be very glad that you have Steve Spagnuolo because Josh Allen <laughs> had no idea where the pressure was coming from all game long. He was so uncomfortable. He was like a shotgun back there for parts of this game just because he felt pressure that wasn't there and didn't see the pressure that was. Steve Spagnuolo put on a masterclass in pressure packages this week and took away a lot of stuff in the secondary, but kudos to him with his blitz packages really, really forced Josh Allen off of his spot. And kudos to the front four. Chris Jones started this game white hot, had a couple of really good early pressures, kind of waned a little bit in the middle. That's when Frank Clark kind of picked it up a little bit. Alex Okafor looked good rushing the passer as well. Then Chris Jones there at the end of the game helped close it out with a couple pressures too. Tano Pazigno even gets a sack. Like, I mean, they were great. This was a great performance by the defensive line, and they needed it to be because the Chiefs were in dime for the majority of this game. Like, vast, vast majority of this game, they were in their dime defense. That's typically a defense that Steve Spagnuolo only sends a little bit of blitzes. They got a little bit more of those out this week, but the four-man rush was the story here. You know, we we went through lots of this season saying that the four-man rush needed to step up. It Definitely did this week. They got after Josh Allen. He's just a hard guy to bring down. I mean, four sacks, and it felt like they should have had eight. Legere Sneed, he is quickly making a name as one of the best, if not the best kind of nickel secondary blitzer in the NFL. And it's odd because he plays on two guys that can fight for that title with Dan Sorensen and Tyron Matthews. I mean, all three of those guys are excellent at pressuring the quarterback. And when you get a guy like Steve Spagnuolo, who, doesn't care. He's not afraid to send multiple of them. He's not afraid to send two, three safeties on one play. He doesn't care. And it really messed with Josh Allen. You saw a play early in the first half where Josh Allen airmailed a quick third down out route because he just is unsure where anything was coming from. I thought that might be the case in this game because Josh Allen is still young. He's still figuring everything out. Steve Spagnuolo is preying on veteran quarter. We've seen Steve Spagnuolo get Tom Brady more than Tom Brady's got him. I think it was safe to expect him to get Josh Allen a few times in this game, and he did. Chris Jones was a dominant force early on. Frank Clark came on a little bit later in the second half for a few reps. Like The pass rush was everywhere. I love how often they're blitzing, and like Craig said, they're doing it out of the dime, so they're getting pressure bringing defensive backs, but I want to transition unless Kent has something to go here. We got to talk about the run defense at a dime because Anthony Hitchens is the only linebacker on the field most of the time. And buddy, the Bills found nowhere to run the football with their running backs. Now I get it. It's not a great running team, but they have some physical offensive linemen. The Chiefs dime defense has been pretty bad against the run or in general. Anthony Hitchens playing a lot of those reps though seemed a little bit better. Yeah, uh, the, the Buffalo Bills with their running backs and... Isaiah McKenzie had 41 yards on 11 carries. 
That is 3.72 yards per carry when the Chiefs were in light boxes all game long. Now, I know people are going to look at this. Like, uh, people are going to look back at this and say, oh, the Chiefs gave up 7.2 yards per carry. Yeah, you're right. Josh Allen scrambles really, really well. Like, I mean, when that, it didn't matter because the Chiefs were up by so many. Correct. Because they went on a 36 or 38 to 6 run. Correct. But when the media Sorry. is talking about how Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette are going to run all over this team for the next two weeks, remember that this team only gave up 3.72 yards per carry on designed runs to those people. I, it, it's crazy how well they played. Derek Nani made a couple of plays. I mean, Anthony Hitchens was everywhere in this game, too. Like, it was awesome to see. This is the defense that we wanted. This is it. This, this was great, and they closed it out. It was phenomenal to watch. I'm so excited to watch this team in the Super Bowl again. Not done, boys. Uh, it does look like it might be done for Eric Fisher. Let's just talk about it now. Uh, per Andy Reid, uh, Herbie Topi has this. It doesn't look too good with his Achilles. Chiefs head coach says about uh, Eric Fisher. After Fisher left the game, Mike Rimmers moved from right tackle to left tackle. Andrew Wiley moved to right tackle from right guard. Steven Wisniewski entered the game at right guard. So that was the shuffle that occurred. Uh, this team is going to have to try to figure that out moving forward. Uh, and we'll talk about moving forward for sure. But you got to feel bad for Andy Reid's first round pick, first pick ever, uh, a key piece of uh, this team for since 2013. It's a real bummer to watch that season most likely end, Maddie. Yeah, and I think people kind of have the wrong idea about Fisher because he did start his career a little bit slower as a developmental tackle. I think people always forget, but he gets in the NFL. It takes him a little bit to find his footing, but then he's a very competent left tackle throughout the vast majority of his career. Yeah, there's some games that stick out versus, you know, Khalil Mack versus Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram versus Nick Bosa in the Super Bowl that I think completely skew people's opinion of what Eric Fisher is. Eric Fisher is a gamer. He's a guy that goes out there when he's hurting, when he doesn't feel great. He plays through absolutely everything and gives it his best. And he's better than average or at least average the vast majority of the time. Losing that guy who is clearly their best offensive lineman this year is going to be a problem going forward. It's rough for him. He's a guy that's coming up on another contract year after next season. So like he would like to be healthy all year, get paid again, obviously. You know he would like to be out there with the guys he played with. So you feel bad for him, but I also like hopefully this makes fans continue to understand how good he is. I think he earned a lot of respect playing with the back injury against the Saints. Hopefully fans still start to understand how good Eric Fisher has been despite, you know, all of the negativity around him. Yeah. Eric Fisher has been the stalwart on this offensive line this year. Austin Ryder's definitely been there, but he got swapped out in the middle of the season. Eric Fisher's been the guy and realistically the only guy that's been you know there for the entirety of the year. And missing him against a good pass rush of the Buccaneers, again, things that we will talk about at length over the next two weeks. But he deserves to play in this game. Like it, it really sucks that he's not getting to do that after being here for literally the entire year, being the guy to help protect Patrick Mahomes. He's done a pretty good job of that. 
ever all things considered because frankly he's had a revolving door at the other four positions so him you know losing him in this game that's that's really really unfortunate you know i heart goes out to the guy it, that, that just sucks but she's gonna have some time to figure some things out and this is a very good pass rush that frankly won tampa the game this week uh it had i mean the, the pass rush for the for the bucks was outstanding uh against it you know, against a very good Packers team. Granted, they were going up against a backup tackle too. So I think, you know, we all know the feeling there. So this is going to be really fascinating to watch with this group, how they navigate what's going to be a tall task, of course. And again, we got two weeks. Me, Maddie, and Craig are flying out to Mobile, Alabama for the Cedar Bowl in like eight hours. (laughs) So like... You know what's awesome? Being in Mobile for the Senior Bowl when your team's in the Super Bowl. We've now done it yeah. two different ways. Guess what? It kicks ass when you, when you are Here's in the Here's the question, Super though. Bowl. How much are people... like? It seems like the tide's turning a little bit. Will you get a few more glares now when you wear the Chiefs gear everywhere this year? I'm interested to see. I wasn't there last year with you guys, so it'll be interesting. I just remember my experience after losing to the Patriots and how nice everybody in random airports on airplanes was to be wearing my chief's gear this year. I, I don't know. I don't think people are going to be quite as nice. Maddie, I want to tell you something right now. I don't give a f- We've been through 50 years of not being in the Super Bowl. You have. I've been through 30. <laughs> no! Oh, no. Man. <laughs> Maddie off the top ropes. Oh, what an awesome day. Um, I'm going to give everybody just a minute to just kind of close this thing out. I think, unless you guys have more to talk about, I think, I think it's a good place to just kind of close this thing out. So Maddie, lead us off. I feel like one or all of us said this last year, but Chiefs fans, this is your new normal. Be expected to be here. You're not going to win every single AFC championship game. You're just simply not. That's not how it works. Look at, you know, the best dynasty in any sports ever. That doesn't happen. But you're going to be this team every single year. You're going to be the team that everybody wants to beat as long as Patrick LeVon Mahomes is playing football for the Kansas City Chiefs, which hopefully is forever. This is what it is. This is how you are. You're going to have the best player. You're going to have the most dangerous team, the best team. This is what you're going to be. Don't sweat week seven of the regular season. Don't sweat (laughs) week 14 because you didn't blow out a team by 38 points. Just get to the playoffs Let your guys do what they do. Let the Chiefs get down, get in gear, and play. And just enjoy winning Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. I got three things real quick. The Chiefs allowed 72 yards on defense when they were up by 23 points. Or, you know, by up by three scores. The Buffalo Bills, that would have put them under 300 total yards on the day. Just an outstanding performance. And then Frank Clark with two sacks, seven sacks in five games in the playoffs. That's outstanding return on the investment for the player. I know a lot of people have been riding him down, and I don't know that this was even a terrific game from him, but that's the production that everybody wants. That's the box score that everybody wants. And finally, live it up. This Remember where you came from. This is awesome. You are in back to back Super Bowls. You are the most relevant team in the NFL and will be for a decade. Live it up. I'm very excited for Tom versus Times Yours. 
See what I did there? It's a pun. Uh, enjoy this. Expect it, but enjoy it. Make sure you're enjoying this, even though it might just feel already <laughs> like you know the expectations are just this is going to happen every year. Try to find ways to enjoy it too, because this is special. Uh, you deserve this Kansas city. You deserve this year. You deserve last year. You deserve everything that's going to happen in the Patrick LeVon Mahomes era more than anybody, even more than Buffalo there. I said it. And they are the ones that traded that pick and trade Avius white, whoever they took in the third round in Josh Allen is not worth more than the best player in the world. Patrick LeVon Mahomes, who continues to surprise us somehow. And this week it was to the tune of 325 yards and three touchdowns on turf toe. I love y'all. Be sure to check out the Arrowhead Pride podcast channel all week. We're going to have great stuff from the Senior Bowl, and we will be getting you ready for yet another Super Bowl. Stay safe. Enjoy the party. We're not done yet, though, Kansas City. Chiefs win. AFC champions again. Catch you later. Dress up for trophy day. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.